Welcome to the Intentional Artistry Podcast. I'm your host, Laura Stillwell, and I help hairstylists find their confidence behind the chair in the beauty industry through mentorship, breaking through limiting beliefs, and helping to develop skills that will help hairstylists to be able to achieve their definition of success. I'm so glad you're here. Now let's get started. Welcome to the Intentional Artistry Podcast first episode. In today's episode, I'm going to share what Intentional Artistry is, why I created it, who it's for, and also I'll be sharing a little bit more about me. Let's get started. What is Intentional Artistry? Intentional Artistry was created by a hairstylist for hairstylists. IA is geared to helping stylists that feel like they need to work on their technical skills as well as their mindset behind the chair through education that is online and also in person. The Intentional Artistry Podcast is just a way to go deeper on thoughts, on subjects that just can't go deeper on our social media pages. Also, I'll be having guests on to share their thoughts, their hearts, and to bring you hope and also be another source of education. I want to share with you a little bit more about me. As far back as I could remember, I wanted to be a teacher when I was little. I would get all my dolls and line them up and teach them. I love the idea of instructing and helping people learn. However, going through school, a particular subject cough, cough, math, (laughs) maybe you feel like that too, made me trip up and stumble. And to be very transparent with you, I felt a lot in math. I put in every spare hour, minute, second that I could to learn how to do math. And all through college, I just struggled. My brain couldn't comprehend what I was learning and I failed like really bad. And so many times that I've lost track. When you feel a lot, it wears on you, especially when you put all your effort and hard work into it. I remember everything else, every other subject was great. I made A's or B's and everything but math. After my last failed test in college, I decided that I was going to withdraw from classes and I went to assemble turkey for a month. You know, the funny thing is when I think back on math class, I switched from college prep to, um, I think it was like the technical diploma. And that is when I had to do money management classes. And I, that was the first time I ever had an A. Can I tell you that? (laughs) That's a little side note, but I was so proud. And that is actually what I believe like you need to learn and how to run a business and stuff. Of course, there's you know, your algebras and all of that is, there's a purpose for that, I guess. I really don't know why, but (laughs) everything that I use today, if you're stuck in that place, I just want to encourage you. If math was a struggle for you, you can still have a really successful career in doing hair as well. And the crazy thing is, is that we use math, we use scales, we have a lot to do with chemistry and formulating. So just because you failed multiple times, like I did, first of all, you're not alone. But second of all, you can do it. During my time in Turkey, I really saw a need to help women. You know, when you're in another country or an environment, you see things that are bird's eye view 
that you might not see in your own country or your own your own culture so much. And, you know, everywhere I looked, there was a lot of great everywhere. But then there was also women who were just broken. And I know that that is everywhere. It just shined a light because of where I was. And like I said, the bird's eye view. That made me really want to help women and gain their confidence and to look at themselves and know that they are worthy and beautiful and loved. You know, after I got back from the state in the States, I decided that I was going to go into cosmetology school. I remember thinking, okay, what made me feel good? And when I thought about that, I felt my very best and most confident self. And that is after I got my hair done. I remember feeling so good. And I remember the biggest transformation that I had. I had hair so long. I think it was to my waist or at least down my back. And I remember my stylist cut my hair like Victoria Beckham's posh the cutest, sassiest haircut. Do you remember those? But I did that and I rocked it for like five years. But that made me feel like a new person. And I remember feeling so good. And I remember leaving the salon and just like swaying differently. Like I'm like trying to like show you how I'm like walking. You can't see that, but <laughs> but just imagine like when you feel so good about yourself and you're like, yes, I am a queen. Anyways, but you just feel good. So I figured cosmetology school was the best option that I could do to be able to give that same confidence that I felt to another woman. I studied at Paul Mitchell, the school of Atlanta, and in Georgia, we are 1,500 clock hours and 1,500 credit hours. If you're listening from another state, I'm really curious about your experience too and what you had to do to get through your program. My program was, I think I got done in like 10 months, maybe, maybe it was like a full year, but I was able to go every day, I think it was like from 8 in the morning until 3 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was a lot of fun. I met some really fun and wonderful people, and it was also hard. It was wonderful, and I think that all the, the types of learning was there, and that really helped me a lot because I... I feel like I'm all three of how you learn the types of learning, which is audible, visual, and then, and by doing. I know that there are many different other ways of learning styles, but those are the key three things that Paul Mitchell did really well. And I learned so well by doing that. And Paul Mitchell Atlanta did a really good job having theory, which is how you study like your, your textbook. And then they did demos to show you what you need to be doing. And then we did it ourselves. So you're hearing, you're seeing, you're doing it yourself. You're incorporating all of the learning styles. And I think that really helped me a lot. I still struggled. There were still times that I wanted to like literally punt my mannequin doll across 
the room. <laughs> but I did not do that. But I think it's normal to feel all the emotions and everything while you're learning too, especially if things don't come easily to you. It can be hard at times. Keep going. You can do this. Just remember, you're while you're in school, you're practicing. You're learning multiple different things. And sometimes it's frustrating. But this is just the first step of the process and you will get better, I promise. While I was at Paul Mitchell, I was in phase two once I was able to graduate to be on the floor and to take real live humans as well as work on my mannequins as well. And phase two was like an extra and a little bit of a higher level of education I remember that I had to apply and go through a boot camp before the students were even accepted. And I had an incredible learning leader that I had multiple learning leaders that were incredible. But one in particular believed in me and encouraged me to apply. And even when I didn't think I had what it took at the time, that little nudge encouraged me to go for it. And it paid off. And that was the first layer of foundation for me in my career. And that has helped me so much and today. So phase two focused on a lot of color and more advanced techniques and skills. And it was challenging for sure. So after I got my, my license in 2011, I started my first job assisting after hearing many no's from other salons. I am very grateful for the beginning years and where I was because those places are what molded me in becoming the stylist and educator that I am today. And throughout my career, I've had to restart so many times, it's hard to keep track of it because we'd move many times around big cities and smaller towns. And after a few years behind the chair, I took about a year and a half off. Kind of. I still accepted and had my normal clients, but I wasn't doing it full time. I had accepted a corporate job with one of the biggest beauty distributors in the world as a salon consultant. And during that time, I was able to meet so many different salon owners and stylists throughout my territory. I learned and worked with many different brands that we had in our portfolio, and it was really neat to see the manufacturing side of the beauty industry and also help bridge the gap between the manufacturing company and then helping to bring new innovative products and technology to salon and stylists all over. In 2019, we moved back to Valdosta and I launched my very first ever booth rental business at a salon here downtown. I met some fabulous people that are still my friends and clients today, and that is also where my love of education and mentorship sparked back up in my heart. And let me tell you, I lit up. Intentional Artistry was created for the stylist that has a passion for doing hair, but just needs the help and an extra boost of someone that is a few steps ahead and can guide them along the way. Intentional artistry is not just a name. It has a lot of meaning behind it. I remember a few years ago, I was writing a lot of words down on a sheet of paper to create the name of it. I knew back then that I wanted to have it to have meaning. 
I had intentional and artistry along with a lot of different other words on the page. And I literally looked up each word I had written on the paper in the dictionary. I know, a little weird, but I kind of geeked out on it. Anyways, <laughs> I mean, I know what word the words meant, but sometimes seeing the definition um, it can actually really hit a little differently, and that's what happened. So intentional means not on purpose or deliberate, and artistry means creative skill or ability. Also in intentional artistry, I added three other words. I guess it's like a tagline, but it's cultivate, invest, and refine. And let me talk about intentional artistry for a minute. So intentional artistry is something where I really want myself to be an intentional artist. And most of the time, I believe I hit the mark. Sometimes I don't hit the mark and I'm human. But to be intentional is what I think of as going an extra mile of really taking care of not only you, but the people that are sitting in your chair. It's listening to them. It's being there when they need someone to listen, cry with, go through different life journeys with them. It's not to run you ragged as a stylist, but it's to just love on people and make a difference. That is why I wanted intentional artistry to be. I want it to become a place where other artists can be intentional about their skills and so the three other words that I also put in the cultivate, invest, and refine. Cultivate, you're, cultivating means to try to acquire or develop. Invest is provide or endow someone or something with a particular quality or attribute. And refining is to remove impurities or unwanted elements and then improve something by making small changes in particular make an idea, theory, or method accurate. And I really thought for intentional artistry and the people who are going to come through these programs that we are always going to cultivate our artistry. We're always going to develop ourselves personally and professionally behind the chair. And through that journey, to develop that, we're going to have to invest in ourselves. We're going to have to invest money, hard work, our time, our resources, our emotions, our heart, and so much more into the people that are around us and the salons that we go to, the people who are behind the chair, the vendors, like there's there's such a ripple effect, right? But what it's also is important is that we invest in ourselves and who we are becoming in the process. And then lastly, the refinement part is that we can make changes along the way. We can refine our skills. We can we can get better every single day. And to feel like we have to be perfect right out the gate, that's not, I think that's a nice thought. You know, it's, I think in theory, like in, it's a dream, right? Oh, I want everything perfect, but that's not the reality. Sometimes it takes a lot of hard work. It takes a lot of uphill. It takes uh, a lot of cultivating. And so 
when that happens, I do believe that you do find what you're looking for. And I think when you put the hard work in there and you put the dedication and the hours into it, it can be a beautiful process and a beautiful journey. Those words are exactly what we do as artists throughout our career. They all go hand in hand with each other and all are important parts of being in the beauty industry. We have an incredible opportunity to make a difference and to be intentional in people's lives on a daily basis. As future cosmetologists or established stylists, you can also be able to provide incredible service to your clients that will make a difference in their physical appearance, but also can impact them inwardly. Examples, confidence, worthiness, make them feel happy, relaxed, and so much more. I also want to quickly mention as well, because we're talking about this, that yes, you can help someone feel better about themselves, but it is also their responsibility to do that for themselves. We have an opportunity to touch them and to help them and all, but sometimes I will say that sometimes clients that you're going to have and people that are in your life just aren't happy people and nothing that you do or say can help. So I am not um, naive to that. So that's why I wanted to mention that. But for the most part, I hope that you're going to have incredible clients who just love you and are just so excited to be in your chair and they see the full value. But I just wanted to drop that reality as well. I created Intentional Artistry because sometimes being a stylist can feel long, competitive, and sometimes a lonely way because you're figuring it out yourself. And that's a journey. And it doesn't have to be like that. My intention for creating Intentional Artistry is to be your best cheerleader, but to also push you to help give you another perspective and to educate you through skills and techniques that I have already mastered and that I want to help to be able to lay that foundation for you as well so that you can be an intentional, incredible artist so that you can be your very own version of success behind the chair. I also believe that through mindset, learning to replace the lies of limiting beliefs with the truth, Paired with technical skills, you can be the stylist that you can be become proud of. I'm excited for the future. And on next week's episode, I have a special guest on the podcast. Her name is Stacy Prescott, and her and I are dear friends. And I'm excited for you to be able to hear her journey and how IA has been able to come alongside her as well. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll see you next week. Bye.